Welcome to Spritz and Scrums, a podcast by three Benetton fans with a love for Aperol and all things rugby Italian. Welcome, welcome everybody to our first ever mini intro episode. Uh, we're here in Rome for the big weekend that's coming up um, and we thought we'd just take a few minutes before our very important dinner reservation to have a look at the team, the team, mainly the Italy team, that's what we're here for. We're a podcast about all things Italian rugby, Benetton rugby and maybe a bit of Zebra down the line. Um, hey guys. Hello. Hello. Eddie. Don't talk, don't talk over me. Say two mics, Eddie. Yeah, fine. Right, right. well, we're just going to crack on. So, as we saw today, uh, the Italian team has been released. Not many surprises in it. Uh, pretty much how people thought it was going to be. Um, but we're going to go through it uh, step by step, bit by bit, um, and see what we think. So, let's just crack on, shall we? The front row. Uh Fischetti, Nicotera, and Ferrari. Rich slash coach, what do you think? Great. Great little blend. He's a one-word kind of man. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't think there's anything surprising there. Not surprising. No, the only that. thing I think would be worth noticing is how good Ferrari's being uh, to keep Riccione on the bench. Yeah. True. But he's playing well for Benetton, so... But also, I wonder if that's a strategic thing, right? With um, the whole Eddie Jones, like, we don't have bench, we have our finishers or whatever he calls them. So like, right, you're bringing on somebody who's, you know, should be solid, as solid as somebody who should be starting. So that's what you do. You have Riccione on the bench, he comes on um, alongside good old Zani. Yeah, Zani on the bench as well. And I think that could be right about Riccione. I would say that when we saw Italy play England at Twickenham, I was fully expecting the Italian front row to, uh, to, 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 to crunch Sinclair and Genge up into a cardboard box because I didn't think the Bristol scrum was very good. And unfortunately, the ref, in my opinion, <laughs> as someone who's never, ever played in the front row, I think the ref didn't really give them a chance to do it. Um, but... Yeah, we were there. We were there at the game and we, it, it did look like from our side that it was the England scrum going down. But from my position, which was about 50 yards away from what was going on, looking at one side of the scrum, I could clearly see Italian dominance in that <laughs> scrum. And I think I'm something of a institution. So um, yeah. The old, the old Italian scrum is back. Absolutely. It was yeah. a formidable early, early noughties, late teens. <laughs> the the front row was was always threatening. Yeah, but actually, I don't want to jump ahead, but I think we can. The second row, I think, is up there with some of the best. What? Well, yes, yeah, with uh, Canone and Rutzer, I think that is one of the best engine rooms around. And yeah, and, and and to be honest, you see it with Benetton. The difference between how the pack performs when those two are playing to when they're not playing is chalk and cheese. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. It's been mentioned on many different other alternative podcasts about Canoni and his ability. Um, and just look at the really team shows sheet. for Benetton. No, because there aren't many players on this on this sheet here that have below 30 caps and they've made an impact at this level, which is pretty impressive. Yeah. 
be and under 30 to caps. still be so yeah most of them still so young um but you know you see with benetton they've got they they hire in these massive second rows like herbs who just went to harlequins but venger and they for me you just cannot beat Kinone and Rutzer. And Rutzer, I mean, he went through a period where he was quite small, as in obviously very tall, but, you know, he was doing incredible offloads, quite lanky player, and then he bulked up. And it seems like he's really found the difference between the two. And now he's big, but he's also playing with those incredible Rutzer offloads yeah. that we all love. And then the back row. Well, the back row, we've got depth for days, I say. For days. Negri, Lamaro, and Baby Cannone. Do they call him the tuna? I just don't know. I think he does like fishing. I heard he was called the tuna because he's got a tattoo of a tuna on his leg. But I think that's because he likes fishing. Anyway, he I might like fishing. If you had a tattoo of a tuna on your leg, you'd probably <laughs> like fishing. Well, he likes fishing, but he needs to make, keep playing as much rugby as he can because he's bringing joy to every single game that we well if it's not it's a conspiracy theory that i will push <laughs> but obviously this i mean the, the the only maybe big talking point for this would be sebastian negru when you've got zuliani on the bench but very different types of back row players but also negru's having a he's he's playing really really well at the minute i think negru's having he's found the form of his life to be honest, I mean, they always used to say, oh, Negri, he's a great ball carrier. And I'd be like, yeah, he's good. He's good. But, you know, he's kind of like bowling. You know, he'd run into two people, take them down, but only make a couple of yards. Whereas now he's found this sort of dynamic sort of running game yeah. where he can plough through in a sort of pledgery kind of way. I agree. The backs. Cracking straight on. Um, yeah, I mean, look, there's no surprises in a lot of this. We did discuss amongst ourselves what we thought that, you know, the uh, the team would look like after Ange was deemed out. But yeah, back. So let's have a look. Stephen Varney, um, no surprises there. I mean, I think Fusco's fantastic, but... I think they're all fantastic. And we should say that. We love all the players. We love all of them. <laughs> And we're very grateful for the work they do. And if we slag them off or slate them too much, we don't want them being upset because we're very appreciative of what and they do. And they're definitely listening to this podcast. So. Well, the whole point of doing this podcast is so that Sebastian Negri eventually invites us to a barbecue. That's okay. Well, episode I don't, one. I don't, I don't want sponsorship. I don't want riches. <laughs> I want to be invited to a barbecue. By Sebastian Negri or by Stain, but Stain's not on the team for Saturday, so. Which is, you know, that's that. We love you, Stain. Um, yeah, so Varney there at nine with Garbizi at 10. I'm excited, you know, I think Garbizi's obviously, he's only just back after a few weeks out with injury. Um, but yeah, he showed what he could do last two weeks ago, and I think they can pick up on that. I think when he's on form, Varney is incredible. Yeah. But when he's, he's not on form, he is, he is the Finn Russell of Scrum Halves. That's bold. <laughs> we'll no, go with that. I can that. see it. I he can is. see it. He totally is. And everyone, when Finn Russell first came on the scene, they said the same, exactly the same thing. It's going to take him a while to get used to it. It's a big jersey to have. Um, and he's made just as many mistakes as he's done incredible things. He, he could easily be the Scrum Halves, Finn Russell. 
and he's super young, right? So, I mean, actually, we've been talking about him for years, but he's only, what, 21? So imagine where he'll be in five years' time. player of the match against Samoa. But, yeah, I mean, cut out the errors. Um, but, boah, he did yeah. amazing on his day. WC at 10, obviously, he was the big, big name a couple of years ago, even though he's so young. Um, Capozzo is the one they're talking about this year, but I think we've taken it for granted, the fact that Garbisi is back and there and able yeah. to play and playing well. And also playing a bit at 10 for Montpellier as well, um, as opposed to 12, which is yeah. great for Italy to have him playing at uh, fly half. Yeah, I mean, we definitely, uh, part of the reason for starting this podcast was because we got fed up of English punditry just being like, oh, isn't Garbisi great? And it was like, yes, he's great. But you know, to basically say that Italy's a one-man team around him. And then last year it became Capozzo and everyone's still talking about Capozzo. And yes, obviously it's sad that he can't play, but I have all faith in them smashing this game on Saturday. And yes, keeping it positive, keeping not, not bitching about the British press too much. <laughs> no, but, session about no, but Ellie's right. Ellie is Move right. on. Ellie's right. They're, they're they lazy take, and they, they're pieces of shit. They take one player... And they just focus in on him. And before him, it was Parise. Yeah. Before him, it was Bergamasco. And now it is yeah. WC. And now, you know. Capuzzo. And now it's Capozzo. Yeah. And then, so in the centres, Menoncello and Brex. Obviously, Menoncello is talented for days. Um, who, who was it? It was, it was uh, the defence coach. Yeah. Uh, Gustard. What said he's the most or one of the most talented players he's ever worked with. And then just said he's got a huge bum. Yeah, which I think he was saying to say he's got power as opposed power. to like, you know, complimenting his butt. But he, but he but, did just say know, he's got a huge bum on him. As here. if like that's a prerequisite for being a great rugby player. Oh, he's got a huge <laughs> bum. Um, I'm here for that. That's but he can fine. move it well. He runs well. He makes space. A sprinter's bottom. A sprinter's bottom. <laughs> a sprinter's bottom. Was your bottom a sprinter's bottom, Coach Rock Rich? <laughs> it's concrete. <laughs> It's just concrete. But yeah, I mean, Menoncello and Brex, they play together at Benetton. They're superb. I love them both. I mean, Brex, I've I've always thought is fantastic. Um, and he seems to be getting better and better and better. And I already thought he was fantastic two years ago. So. And the joke is that sort of we joke about Brex, you know, not being the fastest of centres, but it just shows how good he is at every other aspect of the game that he's such, he's, he must be one of the first three names that, Crowley puts down on the team sheet, Brex, number 13. Yeah. And actually, 100%. you can kind of see that working around him. When they were talking about, you know, when the news that Capuzzo was injured broke, you know, and people are sort of, where do you put, you know, what reshuffle do you do? They ended up with Tommaso Allen at 15, which I think was the the choice most people were expecting. But no one, no one discussed moving Brex anywhere. You know, even if you moved Padovani out, to 15 and then you rejumble the centers the one that would stay it's always going to be brex yeah yeah so then actually with that padovani and bruno on the wings which is i guess no surprises bruno's brilliant i did get quite excited i did get quite excited this week when they mentioned that jesse was um yeah me too was 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 joining and i i thought oh 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 they're gonna they're gonna <laughs> They, they, they're going to put Padovani to full back and they're going to give Jesse the wing and we're going to have Bruno Whippets flying around the pitch. 
Um, and Crowley loves that. He loves a kind of an exciting gamble like that. So I thought he might do it, but then he's been sensible. And, and I did think not that. even Crowley would call a player on a Wednesday to play on a Saturday. <laughs> he had that type. He had that type. So if it's not in the diary, he won't call him. <laughs> Maybe he remembered too late because it wasn't in the diary. Can't happen. <laughs> this is the problem with using just paper and pen in the yeah. digital age. You, you've learned that. So over over the years, haven't you, coach? This won't make sense to anyone. Our joke this is that Rich here, who we call coach, only uses pen and paper. And we'll explain why we call him coach in a in a later. Well, episode. I think it's clear to all the listeners because of his incredible rugby knowledge. <laughs> yeah, Bruno plays for Zebra. And has seven caps. You can't pay for that kind of knowledge. No, and he wrote that in his notebook. It is in my notebook. <laughs> Um, great, let's finish up here. We've and obviously the the big change here is Tommy Allen at fifteen, which I think we were all expecting, um, due to everything that's happened. Brings a bit more of a kicking game, obviously, but he can't run it out of trouble in the same way Kapuazzo can. So they're going to have to make less errors. But he's played hey, a game at fullback against Samoa. He's played a couple for Harlequins, and this will be his seventieth cap. Yes, ding ding. Seventy. I've got sixty six written down. <laughs> Maybe it's because your notebook's a bit old, coach. It's his seventieth on Saturday. I forgot well, to carry the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and that's basically it. I mean, obviously, we've got on the bench. I think it's a solid, solid bench. Um, Luca Bigi. Yeah. I mean, they are missing Lucchese quite badly, I think. But uh, you know, let's see what Luca Bigi can do. I mean. He, yeah, positive, positive, positive. We love Luca Bigi. He's a servant to Italian rugby. Yeah, he is. And he took what a captaincy when they were, it was a really difficult year, and we should be very thankful for that. Have uh, any of your predictions changed for this weekend? Well, I don't think so. No one knows what my predictions were, so whatever they were, they were right. But no, I, I think um, well, Italy, they've got a game plan. They haven't made big changes. They need to come out and do exactly what they've been doing, but more accurately and not leak points in the first half. Yeah. Wales, and we don't really have time to go into the Wales team, um, but they've, you know, picked some absolute newbies, some absolute, you know, ancient pieces of furniture of players in the nicest possible way. And who knows what their game plan is going to be. They're the ones that have to, like, tear up all the stuff they've done and create a new structure. Italy... Just need to do the same thing again. But a little bit better. But a little bit better every time. I mean, looking at the the, the Welsh Twitter, um, people are livid that there's no Tompkins. Oh, Reese Zamet on the bench. I don't think most people thought that was going to happen because he, he's one that actually is quite terrifying. Yeah. So it's sort of like, you know, when you're playing against Stuart Hogg, you know, you're, you're just worried that that person's going to do something. And then, you know, Tipperick. I said, lots of people aren't happy that Tipperick's been picked, but... Well, I would definitely say about that. the Six Nations are more behind Italy this weekend than Wales. I think everybody that isn't Welsh probably wants Italy to just come out of their shell and do it, do the number on them this weekend. Yeah, there is, there is pressure on this game. Um, but I think you're right. I think they just need to stay calm and focus on what they've been doing and, and do that, do the same with fewer mistakes. Um and actually more pressure probably is on Wales at this point. Yeah. Um, I just want one player we haven't mentioned, uh, which actually jumps up, Petanelli. Obviously, just another one of the the depth 
of back row Italian rugby, let alone Mayer at Zebra, who's still injured, Pelledri, who's injured again. Um, Halafihi. Halafihi, who's available to play for Italy, isn't eligible. Yeah, I mean, there's just depth for days in that Italian back row. They need a bit more depth in other areas, but they'll get there. A hooker. No, positive, 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 positive. <laughs> right, I think we should wrap this up, guys. Um, but quickly, I think uh, we should mention, obviously this podcast is going to be about Italian rugby, but also um, more often than not about Benetton, which is the team that the three of us are, are big fans of. Um, I mean, I turned these two English people into hardcore Benetton slash Italy fans. So um, I, I'm pleased I feel my work is done. Um, but let's talk about really quickly mention the big the big news of the day. What the big news that they uh, won away for the first time in living memory? Oh yeah, that that was big news this weekend. The thousand and ninety five days. <laughs> one one thousand and ninety five days. Exactly. Did you write one, that in your notebook? It is so that it might be accurate. It could be between that and ten thousand. Fine. Right. <laughs> A lot. The notebook is dated. Either way, it's uh, we're looking at about Smudged. three years minimum, which is a nuts. A long time. It's great. They almost gave it away. They almost gave it away, but then they managed to. I'm confident to that the curse has been broken. Absolutely. And then, obviously, the news that broke today that um, Fekatoa is on his way to Treviso, which on is his... a pretty massive signing. I don't know where they're going to play him or who who was going to be leaving the centres to make space for him. Yeah, how? I mean, we were saying this earlier, how great, what what a great position for Bernardin to be in, that we're at a point now where you make a signing that big and we're sat here going, but why? We have so many great centres. We don't, we don't need another centre. But presumably that means someone's leaving. We don't know. We're very much outside the walls. We have none of the inside the walls scoop. And that's why well, you want to go to a barbecue. Yeah. It's to limit. It's to limit it happening again. That there'll be another one thousand and ninety-five days. Yes. That's why. So let's 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 see what he's all about. Let's see what you can do. Very exciting. Um, we have to go to dinner, guys. I mean, well, Eddie and I do. Rich is joining us tomorrow, which is why, um, you know, when we release this podcast, if you know he sounds a little bit crap, it's because we don't have much time to edit, etc. But we will get better at this. Um. And yeah, we're really excited. We'll be at the stadium on Saturday. Uh, yeah, hit, hit us up on uh, Twitter or Instagram if you are at the stadium. Yeah. Um, and coach, we won't have a spritz tonight without you. We'll oh. save it for you. We'll wait for you. Good on you. I'll and be over tomorrow evening. Tomorrow we'll have just one more spritz. One more spritz. One more spritz. Right, guys. Excellent. On that note, thanks for listening. If you did listen. Uh, and we'll we'll hopefully do another one if if we decide that this went quite well after the game. Grazie mille. Forza Italia. I'm, I'm sure that Benetton will eventually win the Challenge Cup this year. So we look forward to seeing you all in Dublin. <laughs> On that note, Forza Azzurri. 